Good afternoon. Wanted to talk through some of the variables that are driving the markets right now. Uh, some of the headlines that seem to be moving these markets. We'll start with the corn market. We've had China last week announce that they will change their rules, their phytosanitary rules, and allow Brazilian corn to get imported. That immediately uh, brought concern to the U.S. about our competitiveness uh, in selling corn into China for the second half of the year. Um, that headline was enough to scare the corn market down pretty severely over the last three, four days. The reality on the balance sheet uh, globally is that it means nothing. Uh, that corn was probably going to you know, go to, to China in some regard uh, or Europe. Uh, and, and now that China will be more competitive in there, Europe may have to come to the U.S. for corn. So it's nothing more than moving chairs around on the, the deck of a ship. Uh, no real change in the balance sheet, just a change in who buys and who sells. Uh, the problem is that Brazil is still suffering with drought and crop losses are still eminent there. But when you get a headline like that uh, in a market that is searching uh, and combing through every single headline, uh, that scared the market down. Uh, we also got news this afternoon that Russia is um, supposedly opening a corridor for grain to ship out of Ukraine. That had been talked about for the last few days. Uh, but with a caveat that they would only do it if sanctions were removed on Russia. Supposedly this afternoon, Russia has removed that contingency and is now going to allow grain to ship out of Ukraine. Uh, I'm pretty suspicious of this headline. I'm not exactly sure why Russia now will allow uh, grain to ship out of Ukraine um, and you know, fund, uh, provide money for Ukraine to fight the war. Uh, I think what is more likely is that this will be Russian grain or grain that Russia stole from Ukraine that they want to ship out. Uh, right now, there are a lot of shipping companies that cannot get insurance to ship out of that area for fear of being bombed. So we'll see uh, whether this uh, headline is accurate or not, but that has got the also grabbed headlines and got the market nervous about the possibility of new supplies coming onto the market. Um, the technical action related to this these price moves has also got you know the market nervous. We've seen corn, July corn come down and, and break support and test the 50-day moving average, and then today it held. It also broke support on the December contract, tested the 50-day moving average, and it held. The 50-day moving average on December corn was 7.15, and we closed about eight cents above that. Um, we have not broken any uh, support on wheat or soybeans or tested any moving averages. So both of those commodities remain very strong. We have seen a lot of volatility in the wheat market. And obviously it is probably the most sensitive to the headline news coming out of Ukraine that Russia will allow wheat to ship out of there. But again, uh, the verification remains to be seen. We did see some rain in West Texas for the cotton crop out there. Lubbock North got some uh, here about a week, 10 days ago. Uh, not enough to help really much in a way, but then they did get a bunch of rain uh, here uh, two days ago. 
much, much more rain, changing the psychology of the West Texas crop a bit. So Lubbock North getting some much needed help uh, with moisture. It came with some damage and hail, but uh, the psychology of West Texas starting to get rain may be one of the main reasons why new crop cotton broke from 134 all the way down to 121 today. It did bounce pretty handsomely. Uh, Lubbock South got some rain last night, not enough to help. And at this point, um, you know, most farmers would rather it not uh, get uh, too much rain in that area to help out um, what is a dire situation. From an insurance standpoint, the last thing you want to do right now is plant a crop into uh, topsoil that has some moisture, have that seed uh, in a couple weeks curl up and die and miss the insurance window on the front end. So um, some mixed emotions about light rainfall Lubbock South. But Dees Cotton did break support on the chart at 127. Um, the next, uh, the moving average, the 50-day moving average is at 120. Uh, I guess it's possible we go down and test that. And then the other variable that continues to support this market remains intact. That's the July mill short. Um, but you know my view on that. Once that is gone sometime in the middle of June, I think the cotton market will be highly vulnerable to a sharp sell-off. The fundamentals for the grains uh, remain really quite strong. We got Monday's planting progress report that came in slightly ahead of expectations, slightly better than, than what the market thought. Um, but digging deeper into the data, we have massive, massive delays in Minnesota and North Dakota corn plantings and wheat plantings, spring wheat. At this point, North Dakota has some 13 million acres of crops unplanted. Uh, 3 million acres of corn, and their insurance date is the 25th, which is today. They have 3.8 million acres of wheat. The insurance date on that was yesterday, the 24th. And they have 6.5 million acres of beans, but the insurance date on that isn't until June 10th. So at this point, it's highly likely that we're going to have somewhere between one and a half and 2 million acres of prevent plant corn in North Dakota. There may be 1 to 2 million acres of prevent plant on wheat. It's hard to tell. Um, my sources up there tell me that they're going to try to plant wheat through the first week of June. There is a heavy rain system expected to hit them in the next five days, and that may knock them out permanently. So uh, you, at this point, have to plan on fewer corn acres and fewer wheat acres for the balance sheets for next year versus what the USDA plugged in in May. On Monday, we recorded the largest corn uh, export inspections of the year. So we are shipping uh, a lot of corn uh, here forward. And many analysts have the USDA some 200 to 300 million bushels behind on corn export sales and 100 million bushels behind on soybean sales. And those adjustments will have to come on the balance sheet over the next three to four months. So the fundamental story remains very, very bullish uh, as we go forward. Reduced acres and robust demand continue to drive the macro fundamentals. Crude oil continues to be a problem for uh, the market in a sense that uh, it's, it's reasserting itself back above $110 a barrel. Um, National fuel prices, uh, gas prices hovering around 440 to 450 a gallon. Uh, JP Morgan came out with a piece 
last week calling for $6 fuel uh, gasoline sometime this summer, which would be about uh, a 30% increase in prices from here. Uh, diesel closer to $7. Now this is on a national level. Um, and so if the national diesel price is around 520, again, another 30% increase in price still coming on fuel is their estimate. Uh, many in the industry refute this, but the reality is we talked about in the last video update, the real problem is not necessarily uh, crude oil supplies, it's refining capacity. And the fact that um, globally we're very we have shut down so many refining plants that we're going to have a tough time keeping pace with demand so we'll keep an eye on that story but make sure you stay uh, well ahead on fuel purchases over the next two to three months uh, the war as it remains protracted the russian crude oil production continues to slowly fall and uh, there will be down from a million to two million barrels a day to here in the next several months, down to three to four million barrels a day, continuing to squeeze global crude oil inventories, even uh, with the United States releasing a million barrels a day from our SPR. It's a band-aid. Um, but you know that be mindful that fuel prices are going to remain elevated through the summer and keep a very strong bid under ethanol demand for the summer and soybean oil for uh, renewable diesel demand. Uh, the current environment that we're looking at is a cross current of seasonals, which um, you know have their normal seasonal up and downs. And for a lot of trading firms, the seasonals for corn are that we make our high in May and early June and it's time to sell. Um, and then for soybeans, we make an intermediate high here, but we will make one more high in late July, early August. And then, so those seasonals are driving some trading behavior. You have nerves related to the war. You have um, technicals where charts are starting to break down uh, and test 50-day moving averages. So far, they've held. You've got a healthy mix of headlines that's adding to the nerves. Um, you've got the macro market concerned about high interest rates uh, that has led to a sharp stock market sell-off. Um, you've got inflation that is not going away. Uh, a number of people are calling for a top in inflation, but they really have had it wrong for a year, year and a half now and continue to have it wrong. Freight rates remain particularly elevated uh, talking with a vendor uh, who ships products from the east coast to the west coast last year a reefer uh, a refrigerated truck would cost $3,500 to go from Georgia to California this year it's $13,500 so a 400% increase in freight to move product there is just no way inflation slows down in this regime um, so in a high inflationary environment, commodities uh, will continue to outperform regardless of the, uh, the fears uh, of the market. Fundamentals continue to be strong for grains as uh, crop production problems uh, remain and demand remains very, very high across the board for ethanol, for animal feed, and for exports. For cotton, uh, we are seeing weakness in, in export sales, uh, and, and yarn inventories are starting to build globally, and we're seeing trouble shipping the crop, which ultimately may lead to a bit of a backlog of inventory here. 
So cotton will, in my opinion, probably be the most likely one to fall first. I'm not making that call yet, but I think we've got about two to three weeks before we have to get you know really serious about our put buying. But for grains, no change in my view on any of these uh, target prices. Still looking for um, demand to lift old crop corn back to that eight fifty nine dollar area. New crop to eight eight twenty. Um, demand on soybeans ultimately will take us closer to nineteen on old crop and closer to sixteen dollars on new crop. And still looking for extreme volatility in the wheat market as we digest massive acreage losses now in the Minneapolis wheat crop and substantial yield loss in the Kansas City crop. This wheat story is not over by any stretch of the imagination. All right, my friends, I hope you have a great day. Talk to you soon. These are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS.